the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A healthy and happy you. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. America's pastor has left us. The Reverend Billy Graham, his life and ministry impacted the entire world, died this morning at his home in the mountains of North Carolina. His ministry got its start with a crusade in Los Angeles in 1949, then a year later, he took to the airwaves. And today, again, I'd like to welcome you to the Hour of Decision with Billy Graham. The Reverend Graham's weekly radio broadcast, followed by television, and then more recently by use of the Internet, to spread the gospel, the Reverend Billy Graham, counselor to U.S. presidents, starting with Harry Truman, was 99 years old. And reading from a tweet sent out this morning by President Trump, the great Billy Graham is dead. There was nobody like him. He will be missed by Christians and all religions. A very special man. This is SRN News. Minneapolis is the number one healthiest and most active city as ranked by Forbes. Where does the Twin Cities turn to for wellness tips and trends? Right here on Twin Cities Wellness Radio, with a plethora of different on-air hosts and experts that focus on all areas of health and wellness for all your active lifestyle needs. The Twin Cities moves, and so do we. Tune in in your car, download the mobile app, or stream us live from your computer by visiting us online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Feel free to call in with your... Just ahead on this Wednesday morning, it's Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black. Here on Wellness 1570, Humbly Michaels, let's get a quick look at that forecast. We'll see uh, sunshine today in that sunglasses, which means you also need to top off that windshield washer through a lot of road spray the last couple of days. Low 20s for a high, then increasing clouds 5 above tonight. A little chilly by tomorrow, hit 27, but scattered snow showers the country, tell a friend, have them. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. ProLife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. ProLife Across America, the people. Hey, good day. Welcome to our super cold show, eh? Hey, good day to you, Hoser. Hey, you know what the best thing about winters in Minnesota are? <laughs> I know. It's my Arctic spa and swim spa. They're made in Canada for these 
ultra-cold Minnesota winters, eh? You know, you keep saying that, but what exactly does that mean? Hey, they got that patented forever floor that doesn't need a concrete slab, eh? And they got that patented walk-on cover that holds up to a 1,000 pounds of snow, eh? And everything in between. Arctics are built for the cold. In fact, anyone can build a hot tub. But Arctic knows how to make them work in the harshest of environments. You should see everything they put into these spas. Yeah, and how they are in the power bills, too, man. Are you kidding? That's what Arctic does best. Hot water for very little dough, eh? Yeah, so if you're looking to buy one right now, eh? Or just making the plans, visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today, eh? And see what... What a true cold weather spa looks like. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, online at premierpools.com. Take off, eh? The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And boy, are you more blessed than normal uh, by listening to today's show, because today we're going to be talking about In a Box. That's what the title of today's show is. It's called In a Box. You know, ladies and gentlemen, my dad died this week, and it's been a very emotional uh, week for me, and I appreciate your prayers uh, and those that have sent me words of encouragement. Uh, and those that want to reach out to me, just so you know, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. That's M-R-B-L-A-C-K at likeitmattersradio.com. I'd love to hear from you, love to hear feedback, love to hear encouragement, uh, love to hear if you're, uh, if there's something I can do for you or if there's some radio show you'd like me to cover, some topic. Uh, we have a mission, uh, call it a ministry, uh, that we're going to change the world one person at a time by changing their thinking. And this is a big goal, and we need some help. We need some financial support. Uh, we need people who are believing in what we're spreading, because if you want to change this world, we must change our thinking. And that ties right into the topic of today's show called In a Box. Let's be honest. People put us in a box. You're too this, you're too that, you're not enough this, you're not enough that, right? A box. I mean, you go to a bank, they have a box. If you fit in that box, you get a loan. If you don't, you don't. Uh, you got people out there. If you fit in a box, if you're the right skin color, if you're black, they like you. If you're non-black, they don't like you. Or if you're white, they like you. If you're non-white, they don't like you. If you support the Me Too thing, then they like you. If you don't, if you believe that we should have an immigration policy that's safe and secure, uh, they don't like Don't you see the boxes? People put us in a box. And by the way, before you get mad at other people, so do you. We put ourselves in a box. What we can do, what we can't do, what's possible, what's impossible. We carry our chains of pain from the past. Old belief systems that got us through some tough situations are still running our lives today. Don't you see a box? What do you think the comfort zone is? The comfort zone's a box. And let's be honest. We end our lives, our time on this planet, in a box. Next week, most likely, I'll need to fly up to, down to Las Vegas and, and be at a funeral for my dad. Uh, and he will be laying there most likely in a box. That's how we end this time on this planet, in a box. And that's why I wrote these words years ago. It's called The Dash of Your Life. I know of a man who stood to speak at a gathering of family and friends. He spoke of a friend no longer here, not long ago had been. In a box at the front of the room, his friend does lay his final bed. Tears flowing, speaking words of wisdom, and this is what he said. There's the date of our birth and the day that we die. The space between our dash of life does lie. The way that we live on this earth, this becomes our dash. When you live your life like it matters, it matters not the cars, the house, the cash. Think about that. Are there things you'd like to change? The time is now. You could be at the end or mid-dash range. You can't control the length of your dash. This is for God to divine. The width, intensity, this is yours. 
no butt prints in the sands of time. What will you do today? Every day is like a ticking clock. How did you spend your time before your time in the box? When your eulogy is written, life's actions are rehashed. It's okay to be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash. And ladies and gentlemen, we're always going to be in some type of a box. But let's be honest, the box that some of us are in is killing us just so we can wind up in another box. And today, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care where you are. I don't care how bad you've screwed up. I don't care how broken you think your life is. I don't care how disappointed you are in the choices of your past, in the choices of your family, in the choices around you. I'm going to tell you right now, no matter where you find yourself today, that you can get out of that box, that you're not dead yet, that you might be halfway through, you might be three quarters through, you might be at the beginning, but you're not finished yet. And the key is to realize what type of box have you put yourself in? Because nobody else can put you in a box except that what they what you allow them to. Yeah, a bank can tell me they're not going to give me a loan because I don't fit their criteria. I don't fit in a box that they have. Why do you think so many people have a problem with God? Because everybody wants to put everything in a box so it makes sense. And since we can't put God in a box, it's too big, it's too complicated. I always say, how do you put the Pacific Ocean in a Dasani water bottle? Right? How do you put the wisdom of the infinite into the mind of the finite? (laughs) Do you understand? But what we're going to talk about today is the box. Because, ladies and gentlemen, to the luckiest of people, a time comes when they join or launch a cause that forever changes their lives and the lives of others. Losing yourself in a cause is delicious and intoxicating. The best word to describe the sensation is crusade. The first thing you need to know about a crusade is to never underestimate its power. It can transform ordinary people, products, and companies into devastating flamethrowers. You have to have a passionate desire to make a difference and fearlessly believe in your cause. And that was written by Guy Kawasaki from the book Selling the Dream. You know, Guy, I think he was called uh, the minister of evangelism or something like that, a term that today in today's God-hating world would never be used in corporate America. It's funny how times change. We're just talking about, what, 30 years ago? And if you think about what Apple, think about what Apple did. Apple got to have a box. You know, the normal box with all the Microsoft and all that. And they got out of the box. And when they came out the Macintosh, uh, I mean, it was a new world order. It was exciting. They were going to change the world. And there are people to this day that won't use anything but Apple products because they love that they're out of the box. And you know who the, uh, the founder of Apple, right? You want to read about him? Read about when he died. And at the end of his life, When he was working, uh, knowing that he was going to die, he had this incurable disease. He had a he had a uh, uh, an autobiographer go around with him, or a biographer, to spend the last six years of or six months of his life with him. I think was it Steve Jobs. And when Steve Jobs had died, when he was underground, and they interviewed this guy who uh, who spent the last six months of him, and was a biographer of his. And they asked him, why did Steve Jobs have you spend the last six months of his life with him? Well, he said he wanted me to write this book. And then the question was, well, why did he want this book written? And this was his answer. It might not be an exact quote, but it's close enough to put quotes around it. He said Steve wanted his kids to know why he made the decisions that he made. And I'll never forget, when I read that the first time, it stunned me. My mouth dropped open. I got very sad. Because you need to learn more than just the words, what the intent of what the words mean. What he was saying was that he wanted his kids to know why they could use their iPhone, why they knew their iPhone inside and out, but they didn't know their daddy. They didn't know their daddy. You've got an iPhone, you're going to have a billion dollars in your trust fund, but you didn't know your daddy. 
And so Steve Jobs wanted his kids to know about the box that he lived in while he was on this planet. And you think about it, all the hundreds of millions of dollars that this man had. And he couldn't get more than 56 years on this planet before he in the box. Because ladies and gentlemen, no matter what time it is, the time is now. And the question is this, what are you going to do with your time on this planet before your time in the box? So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're posing the question in a box. Is it the box that someone else puts you in? Is it a box that you put you in? Or are you ready to be in that final box? We'll be back in three minutes on Like It Matters Radio. Hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow into mature Hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow into mature adults, we need food. If we are to grow in our relationship with God, we need the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Every day on wayofwear.blog, I share God's word and unpack its meaning so you can apply it in your daily walk and grow with God. If your desire is to grow into the likeness of Christ and be all he created you to be, go to wayofwarrior.blog and click the follow button to receive this daily sustenance. Wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligent profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of hundreds of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm you're life's been missing my heart was spiritually mended i'm excited about living my life like it matters by far the best 46 hours i've ever spent graduates leave leadership awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives call now and commit to giving and getting more from life 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net that's mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And I had some, uh, a listener email me uh, the other day. And by the way, you can li- email me everybody you want, Mr. Black, M R B L A C K, at likeitmattersradio.com. And they asked me, Mr. Black, why do you call yourself a life caddy? Well, I started doing that a couple years back because everybody's a life coach. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but you can go on online and become a minister just by paying a little fee, and you can marry people. Uh, stunning. Uh, but uh, the same thing. Uh, you can go online, and you can pay a fee, and it'll be lots of organizations out there will take your money and certify you as a, quote, life coach. People have never accomplished anything. People have never had to overcome and totally struggle and help people and and create something big, something significant. And yet they're out there helping other people uh, coach their life. 
You know, that's why the, the saying that hurts hurts a lot to me, but it's a true statement, says those that do, do, or those that can, do, and those that can't, teach. Ouch. Ouch. We need to put that one on. Uh, but you got to get this. You know, uh, we put ourselves in a box. We definitely do. And the question was this, why a life caddy? And that's the box I chose to put myself in. I didn't want to be in the box called a life coach. Because everybody's in that box. But a life caddy is a little bit different. You know, think about the metaphor of a caddy with a golfer. The, the caddy's carrying the golfer's bags. What a great friend. What a great encouragement. What a great partner. What a great person to have yoke to, right? Someone who's willing to ca- carry your baggage, your burden. Doesn't life get a little bit overwhelming sometimes? Doesn't the, the, the chains of pain from the past and the burdens of things that we're still holding on to, don't they get a bit much at times? Wouldn't it be great to have someone help you carry your burden? And that's what a caddy does. A caddy also interacts with you and gives you advice uh, when you need it. A caddy knows the game and it knows how to play the game. A caddy knows the person, and they encourage them and give them some input based on their past performance and things in the past. They've walked with them. They know them. You know the cool thing about a caddy? A caddy's main job is to make that golfer's game of golf enjoyable, relaxing, to get the most out of it, to play the best game possible. That's why I call myself a life caddy. Because I want to help you live your life like it matters, to get all you can out of it, to enjoy it as much as possible, for it to be fulfilling, and for you to win the game of life, whatever that game is for you. Because we're all in a box. People put us in a box. We put ourselves in a box. We end up our time on this planet in the box. And so what I wanted to share with you is a couple things. First of all, I, I came across this article. I really liked it. Ten, uh, top 10 supposedly bad personality traits that can be actually good. You know, we hear it all the time that uh, people don't fit in a box, and yet they are successful anyways. Look at the NFL. Uh, Dat Nguyen, who uh, used to, I think he wore number 52 for the Dallas Cowboys. All his life he was told he's too short, too this, too this, and he couldn't play professional football. Well, Dat Nguyen didn't listen to those people. He didn't choose that box that they put him in. He chose to believe that he was part of a bigger box that he could be outside of the one that other people put on him and play in a big arena. And that big arena was the NFL. And he played well, and he did well. And he was the leader of our team for many years. We hear all the time that people are too this or too that. They're not enough this, they're not enough that. People are always put in a box. I've been put in a box all my life. I don't fit in with any group. I don't care for banks because banks, I don't fit into a box with, uh, you know, banks. I have a lot of friends who want to tell me that, you know, that maybe I should just uh, do a Dave Ramsey thing and, and, uh, and put money in an envelope and do all this, get a financial advisor. Notice their box. That box is with people who work for someone else. That box is for people that have a guaranteed income. That box is for people that are just going through life, checking the boxes, just doing what the world's telling them to do. I don't fit into that box. And so here's this box. These are 10 things that are terrible. If you have these things, get rid of them. You're a loser. You suck. No, that's not true at all. It could be true if you allow that to be true, but it doesn't have to be. We tend to think of personality traits as good and bad. Being kind and humble is good, for example, but being lazy and pessimistic are bad. Things aren't always so cut and dry, though. Here are 10 traits that people often see as negative but can actually be good. And this was from lifehacker.com a few years back. Uh, I think Whitson Gordon wrote it. So number one, uh, messiness. Being a little messy is hardly a deadly sin, but a lot of people equate it with being unproductive, which is a myth. In fact, many people with messy desks are more prone to creativity and risk-taking. Messiness can inspire, just don't leave dirty banana peelings lying around, he says. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll never forget this. I have a picture. I don't know where it is. I moved my office. But it was taken in the 40s or 50s. It was this desk, and there was piles of papers all over it. Uh, there was uh, the walls had stuff pinned on it and written all over it. And it was Albert Einstein's desk. And by the way, if you were to take a picture right now of my desk, you'd see messiness is not always a negative trait. For those of us that are kinesthetic, we like to have stuff readily available. It might look terrible to the visual, but we know where it's at and it's readily accessible. 
He says selfishness. Sure, it's a bad thing to think of yourself and ignore others, but perfect selflessness has its own problems. Many of us could stand to be a little more selfish and learn how to say no without being a jerk. Being a people pleaser will only stress you out and take valuable time out of your life for the things that really matter. So consider saying no to the next project. Declare email bankruptcy. Even if some go unanswered, you have to help yourself in order to help others, right? If you're on an airplane and they save, you know, they're doing the safety instructions and they say if these oxygen masks come down, you better put yours on first if you're traveling with a small child. Well, that's selfish. No, it's not. What good are you to anybody else if you can't take care of yourself? And he says ego. Ego is considered this bad thing. Having a big ego is often looked down upon. But it comes in many forms and in many shapes. Arrogance, as we all know, is bad. Pride uh, is, uh, is the fall. I mean, what, did it, what, what the first sin of creation was not in the Garden of Eden. It was in the heavenly realm with Lucifer. Look at Ezekiel 28. Look at Isaiah 14. I will build my kingdom above the most high. Don't you get it? So, But I'm telling you, without ego, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We gotta have some ego. We gotta have some self confidence. We gotta know who we are. Arrogant people diminish others in order to elevate themselves. That's not what I'm talking about. Self confidence, on the other hand, that is satisfaction in yourself is a good thing. It can get you ahead at work. It can help you find a romantic partner and more. And by the way, it could also help you be bold for your Lord. There's so many people who call themselves Christians that are afraid to speak up, afraid to quote scripture. Because if you say what the Word of God says, today it goes against what the world believes. And so you'd be called a bigot or closed-minded. And without a proper, healthy ego, you will shy away. The rocks will have to cry out because you won't. So shyness is a bad thing. Too many people view shyness as a weakness. Sure, being overly shy and introverts can cause you to miss certain opportunities. But it also comes with its own strengths. Shy people tend to be more reflective and observant than outgoing people. And they're often better listeners. Right now, I'm saying if it shuts you down, if you're running again, you gotta look. Always gotta look at the cause, the source. How about being distracted? Being distracted can make it hard to focus on your work. Look like, hey, look, a squirrel, <laughs> right? But can also help you be more creative. When you aren't focused, you consider a broader range of information and think more outside the box. How about cynicism? There's a difference between cynical and being a cynic. Negative word. <laughs> In fact, lots of people can stand to be more critical of the world around them. See, you need to have discernment. The Bible tells us to have discernment. We need to uh, judge what's right and what's wrong based on our belief system, not who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. That's where the Bible says, do not judge. God's the judge. Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. That's what God says. But, you know, being critical has its place. You know, even uh, Walt Disney. His creative strategy was three rooms. He'd take the idea of put it, put it in the room of the dreamer, and he'd dream a big dream. And then he'd take the, all that stuff and put it into the, uh, the room of the critic, and they would slice and dice it. And then they'd take what they came out of there and put it in the world of the realist, in the room of the realist. So there's a place for it. Don't let it be your sin. Don't let it be your driving force. Neuroticism. Neuroticism, according to an article in American Psychologist, refers to tendencies to respond with negative emotions to threat, frustration, or loss. Such things can negatively affect your health, but some studies show that it is possible to respond to that anxiety in a positive way with a bit of conscientiousness. And I'm really going to go into that word today because all of these really have to do with that word conscientiousness to balance it out. And as we already know, being conscientious might be the number one most important trait of successful people. Number three, thin skin, he says, taking criticism hard. So the world tells you you, to build up a thick skin. And sure, to an extent, that's good. But ignoring criticism entirely will get you nowhere. Instead of learning to brush it off, learn to accept criticism without taking it personally. Again, it's all your mindset. One thing I don't like about Donald Trump, and I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, I voted for him. I'll vote for him again if he ran against Hillary Clinton again. But he has a thin skin. He's too insecure. Sometimes you've got to hold your tongue like Christ showed us. Number two, pessimism. Nobody likes a negative Nancy, but a healthy dose of pessimism is good. Again, we're supposed to have a discernment. We're supposed to really see things as they are. There are two worlds out there. One's the temporal and one's the eternal. The temporal right now is things that we can see with our eyes, our ears, our feet. We can touch it. 
but the eternal are things that we have to have faith. We have to believe even when the eyes don't show it, even when the ears don't hear it. But you got to know that there is a time to be pessimistic. If you're not pessimistic about where this world is going, I don't think you're a child of God. Number one, laziness. For every 10 hard workers out there, there's one who is lazy, too lazy to work. So they find a way to automate the process instead. Laziness can be the mother of ingenuity if used properly. Please hear that. It can move you to find a job you like and keep you from procrastinating. In short, it's the ultimate motivation to hack life. Just don't let your sloth get the best of you or you'll never get out of bed and you'll never accomplish much. It all goes back to what do you want? All goes back to who are you? All goes back to those existential questions. questions. Why are you here? What's your purpose? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about In a Box. We'll be back in three minutes with radio that's inspirational, educational, and applicational. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, and eight and a Half year old son and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening Workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about in a box. Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, people put us in a box uh, based on your weight, based on your shape, based on your uh, skin color, uh, based on your education. You know, it cracks me up that uh, here all the time that uh, how uh, uneducated or how stupid Donald Trump is and he's a, he has no mental capacity. Oh, my gosh. I don't care what you think about the guy. 
The guy is a billionaire. Uh, the guy's had a successful TV show. The guy's run successful businesses. I'm not agreeing with everything he's ever done. Please hear that. Oh, my gosh. I've run a business. I know how hard it is. He became president when no one in the world thought he could be. Uh, most of the world hates him. Uh, he's going against everything that just has been destroying this country that people say they're going to do and then won't do it. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's like all of us. I'm, a, I'm considered an uneducated white guy. I don't have a college degree. But I would put my education up against anybody. Man, but yet isn't it weird how the world, the world wants to say who's educated and who's not. Notice that, educated. And if you don't have a college degree, you're not educated. You might want to check with uh, Billy Graham. You might want to check with uh, Henry Ford. Uh, I think you might want to check with the guy who founded Microsoft, I'm pretty sure. Bill Gates, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. There's a lot of people that don't have college degrees. I don't know if Tony Robbins has a college degree. But to say that just because someone doesn't have a college degree, they're uneducated, isn't that stunning? Talk about a box that people put us in. And we put ourselves in a box with our limiting belief systems, with the, uh, the structure of beliefs that were put in at very traumatic times in our youth, and now they're still guiding us. We put ourselves in a box with our negative nearly talk. Right? And let's be honest. My dad died this week. Next week, I'll be up in Las Vegas or down in Las Vegas, and I'll probably see a box, my dad's final resting place on this planet. So we're all in a box. And before the break, and if you missed any of this radio show, just go to likeitmattersradio.com. Likeitmattersradio.com. We archive messages there. And by the way, outside of St. Louis, this radio show, if you're listening morning in the morning, we are every morning, Monday through Friday, from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then it's replayed in all markets uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. except St. Louis. In St. Louis, we are actually in the local market there. Uh, you can uh, go on the radio dial and go to Praise 95.1 FM, also at 1260 a.m., the St. Louis Gospel experience, and we are every day 7 to 8 p.m. Minneapolis-St. Paul, we're also in the local market there. Uh, we're on AM 1570, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. You can live stream with us. And for the rest of us around the world, because we have listeners all over the world, hey, Navaldo and Sao Paulo, my friends in China and Russia, uh, all over this world, you can go to iHeartRadio. Just go to iHeartRadio and, and search Wellness Radio 1570, and there you'll find us every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6 p.m. And by the way, iTunes even has us. So you can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio on iTunes, and there will be every single day my radio broadcast will be in podcast form that you can listen to it over and over again or for the first time at your own leisure. And so before the break, though, I talked about 10 supposedly bad personality traits that can actually be good. Again, depending on how you frame it. Don't you get it? I talk about framing and reframing. What do you think framing does? Framing puts a box around something. The frame that we put around anything gives it meaning. If you change the frame, if you change the box, you change what we're drawn to. And all these 10 items really came down to this word called conscientious. Think about that conscientious. It says such things can negatively affect your health, but some studies show that it is possible to respond to that anxiety in a positive way with a bit of conscientiousness. That is an interesting word. You know, words have meaning. The right words at the right time will change someone's life. That's why I love studying the word of God. You know, John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God and the word was God. And that word means logos. Logos. I think it's called marmor or moran. I, I forgot the, the, the uh, Hebrew. But it really means to me the, the force of God. <laughs> the, the things have alignment. Things have a pattern. Things are in motion by the hand of God. And that's what it means. You got to know what words mean. That's my background in neurolinguistic programming. Linguistics has the, the, the meaning of words, and words are programming. We've all been programmed. Don't you get it? Programmed by your parents, programmed by your past, programmed by the environment you grew up in. You've been programmed by your own strengths and weaknesses, programmed by your own securities, programmed by your own drama and trauma. They're called belief systems. And everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And the guilt, the shame, the disappointment, uh, that we experience inside our head is all based on that. 
And so what does this word conscientious mean? I looked it up, and here is it. It says adjective, governed by conscience. The first thing you see is conscientious. The root word there is conscious. So it says governed by conscious, controlled by or done according to one's inner sense of what is right. Don't you hear the inner sense of what is right? Between, by your internal box, the box that we put ourselves in. He used its principle. They used the example, she's a conscientious judge who does not let personal prejudice influence her decisions. The second definition, careful and painstaking. Isn't that a great word, painstaking? Boy, it sounds like a crucifixion to me, excruciating. Careful and painstaking. Particular, meticulous, scrupulous. Conscientious application of work at hand. You say thorough and careful. Synonyms are diligent, fastidious, fussy, meticulous, painstaking. Don't you get what this word means? It's comparing to a standard, a litmus test, a box that we have created in our unconscious mind, hopefully conscious. I would suggest that it is difficult to be conscientious without knowing those existential questions. Who are you? Why are you here? Whose are you? What's your purpose? Why do you get up each day and do what you do and go home at night and get up the next day and do again and again and again? When you're lying in that final resting place on this planet, in that box, when your body is, because spiritually you'll be somewhere else. But when your body is lying there in that final box on this planet, what do you want said about you when you're no longer here? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? What's your purpose? Why did the God of the universe breathe life into a carbon-based life form, you, and give you unique fingerprints, unique, like 30-some unique qualities about yourself that nobody else has? Why you? Don't you get it? That brings us to that word called conscious. Conscious. Let me define that for you as the dictionary does. Aware of one's own existence, sensations, thoughts, surroundings. Sound familiar? Aware of one's own existence, sensations, thoughts, surroundings. I'm just pulling this right out of the dictionary. Number two, fully aware of or sensitive to something. Someone's conscious of one's own faults. He wasn't conscious of the gossip about his past. Number three, having the mental faculties fully active. Isn't that great? Known to oneself. There's another one. Do you know yourself? Number five, aware of what one is doing. He was a conscious liar. Number six, aware of oneself. Self-conscious. Number seven, deliberate, intentional. A conscious insult. A conscious effort. But the most important one is a noun. The first ones were adjectives. But under conscious, now, number 10, the conscious, psychoanalysis, the part of the mind comprising psychic material of which the individual is aware. And now, by the way, I'm not talking to the Freudian model. You know, according to the Freudian model of the psyche, the, the id is the set of uncoordinated instinctual trends, kind of like the, just the patterns, the, the deep things seated in there. The superego plays the critical and moralizing part, consciousness, and the ego is the organized, realistic part that mediates between the desires of the id and the superego. Now, that's Freud, just saying. So, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, thoughts matter. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. That was by Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But that is an offshoot of a different quote. And it's such a powerful quote that, man, there are so many people who've been given credit for it. I mean, Buddha's been given credit for it. Uh, Margaret Thatcher's dad's been given credit for it. Um, um, my Chinese philosopher, Leo Su, has been given credit for it. But it's actually supermarket magnate Frank Outlaw, supposedly, that said it first. He said, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become deeds. Watch your deeds. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. And character is everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it means to be conscientious. 
That is the box. We're all going to be in a box. And the what key here is to figure out how do you keep yourself in the right box? How do you make sure that what's going on in that box that you put yourself in, your thoughts, and think about the, the greatest box that controls everything we do is our head, our thoughts. That's why we need to be mindful. That's not why we need to be conscientious. That's why we need to know who we are, why we're here, whose we are, what's our purpose, why we get up each day. Because it is that box. Those are the, those are the parameters of the box. Each one of those questions like a side of the box. It's who we are. It's, they're dogmatic. And we got to work on our structure of our beliefs. And we got to be aware of what's going on in our head. I met the enemy and he's living in our shorts. If other people did said to us what we do and say in our head, we would never tolerate it. And so that's the box I want to focus on after the break. The box of our thoughts. The box of our inner dwellings. The box that is in, in that we go to sleep in every single night. Whether you share your bed with anybody or not, you have to sleep with yourself. You sleep in that box called your thoughts, called your consciousness. And let's talk about that after the break. Yes, I did it. Thank you, Mr. Black. Are those your grades for this semester? They sure are. All A's and one B. But what about your learning disability and your struggles in school? Not since I got my brain map done at Like It Matters. I now know how I best learn and the unique way that God made me. No more learning disability. You are unique. Nobody has your fingerprints and nobody is wired exactly like you. We now have the ability to show you God's fingerprints for your life through yours. The unique print on each of your fingers is a duplicate of the neural pathway in that corresponding lobe of your brain. With our exclusive brain map, we can capture your fingerprints and give you a 35-page map of your brain, your gifts, talents, and innate resources. This information is the key to unlocking your God-given potential and truly living your life like it matters. If you're ready to maximize the potential you were created with, email Black at likeitmattersradio.com or call 817-502-1554. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are talking about in a box. As I said earlier, people put us in a box all the time. People are very judgmental. Yes, you are. We all judge. We all judge who's fat, who's skinny, who's too young, who's too old, who's got too much hair, who doesn't have enough, who voted for Trump, who didn't vote for Trump, who's a bigot because they believe in the Bible and who's not, blah, blah, blah. We judge. 
And once we quit judging people, start looking at the external data and start looking into people's soul, the eyes are the window of the soul. We teach to make eye contact when we're talking to people, not to stare them down so we can see in their soul, so we can see their heart, so we can see their motives, so we can see where they're going. But we put in a box by people all the time. We put ourselves in a box with our limiting belief systems, with holding on to chains of pain from the past, uh, with structure from the past that we carry on the future. And let's be honest, we all end our time on this planet with our physical body in a box at a funeral with someone delivering a eulogy. And so I've been talking about the biggest box that we're in is our own self-imposed box, the, the box of our thoughts, of our attitude, of our dreams, of our desires, of what goes on in our head when no one else is around. And that's why we're, we're, we need to hold our thoughts captive. The biggest thing, if I could tell myself one thing as a little kid, is to watch what you think about, to watch what you put in your head, to watch the box that you create for yourself. What you put in your mind has an effect on what you think. You got to get this. Now, I got this from uh, Crosswalk.com, six ways to take your thoughts captive. And by the way, a couple of you have asked about uh, my, my, the scripture. I do a daily blog called wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. If you go to wayofwarrior.blog, at the very bottom, when you go to the homepage, very bottom, there's a button that says follow. If you click on that button at the bottom, it'll bring up a place for you to type in your email address. And then every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, I send out a word of God, some scripture, and then I address the leader, the warrior, and the conduit in you. And I explain that scripture, and we put hands and feet to it so you can live it. So if you want to be a part of that, go to Way of Warrior, and there's no the there, wayofwarrior.blog, and I will send it to you every single day. Also, start a brand new radio show on Sundays in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. It's called Buy the Book, Like It Matters. And this is where I take those things I talk about, and I dive deep into Scripture. I show you how some of these things that some of you out there thinks new age, some that I do, some of thinks this, that, no, I'm going to show you scripturally. While everything I'm teaching, how you work, to know how you work, how, how perfectly and fearfully and wonderfully you've been made, how Scripture supports everything. Because I've spent the last 20 years wanting to prove to myself that what I was doing was of God because there was a lot of people that used God as a crutch and say, oh, that's against God. So I spent 20 years studying Scripture to make sure I could validate everything I did in class scripturally. And so that, in the process, becoming a pastor, and now, you know, close to a thousand people every day get my word of God, because I had to filter everything I did through that. And that is where the blog, wayofwarrior.blog, comes from, and that's where my daily text comes from. But here, on the, go back to this uh, six ways to take your thoughts captive. In the book of Corinthians, we're told to hold our thoughts captive. Matter of fact, the only um, therapy ever proven to get someone off drugs is something called cognitive behavioral therapy. And what it is is just holding your thoughts captive. So six ways to uh, improve the box that you put yourself in. Number one, accept, accept responsibilities for your thoughts. you got to get this. You have total control of your thoughts. That's why I teach transactional analysis. There's a stimulus and there's a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. What happens is after someone says or does something, we go into our three channels. Because the mind is six times faster and we can talk. We see something, we say something, uh, we feel something, and then based on that, we respond. It is based on our personal thoughts, how we frame what that person just said to us based on our response. It's not what they did. Number two, he says, your mind, not just your behavior, must change. If you want to change your life permanently, you must change your thinking. To think is to create. As a man thinketh, so he becomes. You can change outward behavior but that only works for a little time. You have to be conscious. But when you change your mind, everything emanates from the mind. And then unconsciously, change starts to show up. Number three, he says, think through your problems rather than just react to them. Think through your problems. A lot of times we're in the heat of the battle. And what I'm going to end this program with today is what's called a thoughts and emotions journal. To where you can go back yesterday or last week, and when there's a situation that did not turn out the way you wanted to, I'm going to give you an eight-step process that you can go and retrieve data that you didn't have and reevaluate the system. And in this process, you'll start changing your box. Number four, he says, take your disabling thoughts captive through confession. At some point, you got to let it go. Even in the book of Romans, Paul says, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Are these thoughts honoring? 
You know, the Bible says that nothing's illegal if you're a child of God except what he's already said is illegal. That's my adding that, some, uh, you know, parenthetical advice, except what he says is uh, illegal. But not everything's profitable. And so you might have a right to be bitter or uh, someone did something wrong, but is it profitable? Is it serving you well holding on to that? Remember, don't let the fear go, the sun go down on your anger. Even Jesus had a temple tantrum. But it's what you do with that. Number five, choose to focus your thoughts on the right things. Remember, we're told, and I think it's Philippians 4.8, focus only on those things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. You got my point? Turn off CNN. Turn off MSNBC. Cut your hatred for Trump. It's not healthy. It's not good. Eventually, that hatred is going to pour out to other people. If it hasn't already, it most likely has already. And number six, it is possible. You got to believe it's possible. And by the way, you could do everything right. You can do everything right, and things still don't turn out. Why? Because you don't know the Pandora's box that the other person has. I've been doing deep, intense training for 25 years. I've heard some stories that will rip your soul out. You don't know what these people sitting across you, what they've seen, what they've done. Jeffrey Dahmer was eating kids in his house. And if you look at the film footage, when they found out it was Jeffrey Dahmer, went to arrest him, they interviewed his neighbors. And you'll hear this lot, oh, he's such a nice guy. He was never angry. All the kids loved him. Of course they loved him. He's a pedophile. Don't you get it? You don't know the Pandora's box. You don't know who's been abused, who's been molested, who's been raped. You don't know who went on a mission trip and was molested, and now a molester begets molesters. An abuser begets abusers. Most people do to other people what was done to them, not because they want to. It's because it's in their box. And so you got to beware of the Pandora's box. You don't know. And so you can't dictate everything you do or don't do based on how someone else responds. You've got to know who you are. You've got to know why you're here. That's why you've got to know the box that you're in. Because otherwise, the world's going to tell you you're wrong. And if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you're here, if you don't know whose you are and where you're going, you might give in. You know, John Piper wrote a great book called uh, um, Good News for the Lover. Actually, What Jesus Demands of the World. And he goes through different demands that Jesus has. And under Demand 28, it says, Love Your Enemies. And he says this quote, in fact, we live in a time when emotional offense or woundedness often becomes a criterion for deciding if, I, if love has been shown. If a person can claim to have been hurt by what you say, it is assumed by many that you did not act in love. In other words, love has become not defined by the quality of act and its motives, but now the world has defined love by the subjective response of others. In this way of relating, the wounded one has absolute authority. If he or she says you hurt them, then you cannot have acted lovingly. You are guilty. And this is such a twisted way of thinking. It's perverted. Love is not defined by the response of the loved. A person can be genuinely loved and feel hurt or offended or angered or retaliatory or numb without in any way diminishing the beauty and value of the act of love that hurt them. And let's be honest. We know this most clearly from the death of Jesus. I mean, the greatest act of love ever performed. John three sixteen, the most quoted and known text in the, in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, God so loved the world that he did something about it. If you read that good book, oh my gosh. First of all, you know they crucified him. But John nineteen twenty seven, we hear about the fury from people. Matthew 27, 41 through 52. Find out that people were broken, wounded, angered, enraged, and cynical in response to Jesus' death. And that, that did not alter what he did. He loved in a way that was often not felt as love. And let's be honest, if Jesus were to speak to us today the way he typically spoke in his own day, most people would be continually offended and hurt. People are offended so easily today. Trust me. I don't have many friends because I fed, I got kicked out of my life group. My, at the time, my best friend, to, because I was quoting scripture to him and some of the beliefs that they were promoting were not accurate. I wasn't condemning him to hell, but because I didn't agree with like everybody else and because I wasn't a good religious person and because I had a problem with people doing all these religious acts and thinking that's getting them closer to God, I was actually removed from my life group. So I know I wasn't being mean. I was being loving. 
I was sharing the truth, not as it was supposed to be, but as it was. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.